And you're back in the room. Well, there we are. Okay, let's get going. Let's do it. Well, happy Christmas and welcome to At The Table. (laughs) Hope you don't mind me wishing you a Merry Christmas, but um, it had to be done at some point, right? Welcome along to the fourth episode and the last one of this little Christmas mini-series. We are focusing on the four Ps in these four episodes, and this is the final one. So we have done prophecies, we have done places, we have done people, and today we are doing presents. So, uh, so Lucy, can you explain what present means, please? Is this supposed to be your intro? Or have you palmed it off on me? <laughs> I'm not... Okay, basically, right, this episode is entirely for my benefit <laughs> because I want to know what the relevance of Christmas is to my life today. Okay, so you you're... See what I mean? So what about the present now is influenced by Christmas? Okay. What would life look like now if Christmas hadn't happened? That's what I want to know. So I thought, do a whole episode, you lot will tell me, and then I'll find out. Boom. Hang on, is this just so you can sit in the corner and listen and we don't have to do anything? Yep, see you in <laughs> Right, so that was Lucy. I'm Joe. Joining me is John. Sabra. And Beth. <laughs> How can I follow that? Oh, <laughs> like that, obviously. <laughs> I got more up. How can I follow that? Well, I just did. Oh, that was really Right, funny. so we've got a gangster and an old lady joining us. <laughs> Oh, how we laugh, eh? Okay. Okay, John, I'm going to pick on you. What have you um, thought of in preparation for this episode? Oh, talk about pushing me under the bus straight over It's the... like you do to me in the last three episodes. Oh. So, Beth. <laughs> okay. Well, let me yeah. let me do what Beth does to you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> the, view- the listeners can't see that. Well, I know. That's why it's funny. Cause... John has his arms folded, shaking his head, imitating That's me, what... refusing. <laughs> refusing to answer me. <laughs> I found it very challenging, if I'm being honest. I, the, the idea of... What, why are you doing that face? Why are you... <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the question was quite challenging because, yeah, how does Christmas affect my present day, as it were? How does it kind of come into my, my every day? And I've been focusing... I think I said it on a couple of episodes ago. I, I've been focusing on the shepherds quite a lot of late and how they... We're just having a normal life. And then the angels came and they kind of threw their evening into the mix and kind of changed their whole future from kind of doing the mundane kind of nine to five kind of job to then knowing about and being one of the first groups of people to see Jesus. And I've been thinking like I can relate so much to that in my own personal journey of faith, because even though I'm someone that grew up in the church, I would say I didn't actually find Jesus until I was sort of mid to late teens. And I would put myself in that shepherd role in a way because I've journeyed through a life where I didn't feel I needed Jesus and I felt like I just had it all planned out. And then from that moment of when I found Jesus and Jesus came into my life, everything else changed. And from that moment, 
Um, my present has changed because of that. I see things differently and I don't know if that makes sense, but that's kind of my initial thoughts when that sort of question was given um, by Lucy a few weeks ago. So for you, it's the um, almost the aftermath of Christmas. Mm. Christmas had to happen for Jesus to be there and Jesus is your reason. Mm. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> yeah. is the reason for the season. So, yeah, I get that. I guess my question is also like focused on the birth as mm-hmm. well. So why is the birth so significant? Um, why do we like remember that every year when there's other aspects of his life we don't, you know, celebrate annually? If you see what mm. I mean. For me, I think kind of Easter is the most important aspect of the Christian faith and the idea that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And Christmas, in a way, comes second to that, or even further beyond that. But I just think it's almost like when you're watching a film and you're like, hmm, why have they just shown us that bit? Or why did that scene happen? And you're like, the the whole plot could happen without us seeing that scene. But they show it you because they want to set the scene and they want to tell you a bit about mm. the characters mm. and they want to reveal something to you. It's a bit like sometimes when you get that close-up of, I don't know, a police detective putting a piece of paper into their bag or something like that, something that seems a bit superfluous at the time. And then later, when the whole thing is revealed to you and it becomes clear why they put that piece of paper in the bag, you're like, ah, I see now. To me, it's shining a light on the type of person that Jesus was. And I think as we've talked through um, in these past few episodes about the kind of birth that Jesus had, the difficulty of it, the um, the stress and the worry that must have happened for a lot of different people. And as I talked about in the episode, the fears of Herod and Joseph and the shepherds and some of these other characters and just the worry of it, the kind of indignity of it in a lot of ways, as Beth was saying about Mary having to give birth in this courtyard mm. outside some kind of inn or some kind of lodging place. Just all these things, they're so um, out of kilter with the Son of God. And I think if you had to plan the arrival of uh, on Earth of the Son of God, you would never plan it mm-hmm. like this. But I think it shows us that Jesus was really human, that this wasn't God coming from on high, as we might imagine it. It was God coming as one of us. Mm-hmm. And... It was setting the scene for me for Jesus as a person who gets what it's like to be human, Mm. who has the same thoughts and emotions as us. And that's why his death on the cross all those years later as an adult has such meaning and is such a moving and meaningful thing for us as Christians. Mm -hmm. I hate doing that. Yeah, I agree, Joe. but 100%, Joe. I think... Thanks for that, Joe. Joe. (laughs) Um... (laughs) the weight of and the significance of how Jesus was born and the circumstances surrounding his birth do really factor into a lot of things. Would we have the same opinion and thoughts and would we view Jesus the same way if he was born to a prince in a palace, if he did live a blessed life? You know, that is a minority guess. You know, that's not something we can relate to. You know, this prince, like a principality or, you know where he had things afforded to him we were while necessarily we can't relate to being born in stables we can born to being an outcast some people can understand you know fleeing for their lives we can understand 
poverty, we can understand losing a loved one, we can understand hard work and being a, you know, a master of trades, we can understand all these things. So they're important. So yeah. But for me, I think I could be here forever talking about this um, answer to this question. Don't worry, I'm only going to give you... Comfort, guys. I'm not going to go into all the things that I think, but one of the things I've written down is that we have talked about a lot throughout the last two episodes, Lucy. You and I both picked up a lot on Elizabeth and Zachariah and their story. And while I know this isn't directly about the birth of Jesus, but it links to that, and I've got written down in my Bible around the Luke, around the birth of John and Jesus. God brings life where life seems impossible. And mm. obviously through Elizabeth, she was thought to be barren. And that was that then God then blessed them with a child. Mary was a virgin. Scientifically, we know that without immaculate conception, without the hand of God, that that could not have taken place. So where there are things impossible, God shows us that he can bring life and he can break through those impossibilities of our human understanding. And that's something I truly love about the, the story, that so many things that seem impossible are, are just made possible through Christ. Mm. And that sounds really cheesy. But also Mary's song in the Gospel of Luke, if we look at Mary's life, you know, being pregnant, out of wedlock, um, potentially being out, sent outcast, potentially losing her, breaking off her engagement, being shunned by her family. She could have been beaten. She, there's so many things that could have happened to her. The safe arrival of her birth, it wouldn't have been, you know, being born in a stable is not ideal conditions for labour. So there could have been lots of risk for, you know, her at her life, being fleeing for their lives with baby Jesus from Herod. All of these things are just... God's got this is kind of like a, a thing that really sticks me with the birth is that we Mary understands this, that God is in control. She truly attests to this. She willingly gives up everything, as we talked about last episode, for this. And that's a real reminder to me that the birth for me means that God is in control of things. All things will happen and mm. God's hand is upon us and we have to sometimes surrender to that that can be really difficult that is not an easy feat I'm not saying that whatsoever but having a faith like Mary is really important and entrusting and surrendering to God is important that was just one of the things but there's lots there's so much more okay I'm getting there I want to bring my question back to the relevance of Jesus mm -hmm. and his whole life so we've had God the whole time right mm -hmm. And then at this point in time, he decides to give us Jesus. And the words that come into my head are, you know, saviour of the world, um, to bring peace to mankind, to cure our transgressions, all those sort of buzzwords come to mind. Mm. But physically, what does that mean? Because 2,000 years later, it's not like the world is pure and everything's perfect. So what did Jesus do that wouldn't have happened if he hadn't been born? Do you see what I mean? I think for me, you talk of buzzwords, the one that always comes back to me is Emmanuel. Mm. And that's a word that means God with us or God is with us. And we find this throughout the Bible, I think, literally. One example is one example is in Matthew 1, verses 22 and 23. It's talking about the birth of Jesus. And it says, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. 
the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And I think there's a lot of kind of meanings of Jesus and purposes given to him, but the one that means the most to me is that Emmanuel, God with us. The idea that there's someone who walks our life's journey Mm. with us and who has been through many of the same experiences as us. It means that we're not alone and it means that there's always someone there who understands what we're going through. Partly because he's been there himself because he's been a man Mm. and partly because he is God and he knows what's in our head and in our hearts intimately. And I think that's what's so special and kind of mind-blowing. We've talked in the podcast before about the death and bringing back to life of Lazarus. Uh, In John 11, verse 35, it tells us that Jesus wept. And I think that's so important to me. It shows that it's not a God who shows us how to live a life and it's overwhelmingly happy and positive and all is right with it. It's a God who cried like we cry Mm. and he went through difficulties like we do and he had emotions and the full range of them i think that's really special Mm. and it's also a son of god who teaches us and we see this in like his parables and things like that and the way he tries to explain the world to us to me that shows that he knows we're not there and we're not perfect and he kind of expects that he knows that that we will fall short but he still persists Mm. with us and i think it's for all those reasons that It's Jesus who I kind of learn most from in the Bible and who gives me so much Mm. hope. And Beth, you just said about the Christmas stories about there being life where there was none. And I think we can change that word life for hope Mm. as well. There's hope where there wasn't any before. Mm. And for me, that's what Jesus is. Mm. Love that. Just seamlessly go on for that, linking what you said, Joe, about the, you know, hope where there wasn't hope. Without the birth of Jesus, we would not have a sustained relationship and the deep relationship that we can have with God. Mm. Through the birth of Christ, our relationship with God has been restored. Sin was so prevalent. It still is prevalent, but we have sin. We had sin in the world. There was sin in the world and sin was destroying the relationship between humans and God. And the birth of Jesus meant that that could be restored because of the sacrifice that Jesus ultimately Mm. makes. We are afforded grace, which means even though we don't deserve it, even though there is still war and famine, and even though there are still bad things that happen in this world, we have grace, which is given given to us through Christ. Mm. And the birth of Jesus to me means that I can have a relationship with God, despite the fact that I am a sinful being, despite the fact Mm. that I will fail, despite the fact that I will make mistakes. I ha- I can have a relationship with God and I can have eternal life as long mm. as I accept Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Saviour and upon, you know, the recognition that I understand that he is, Jesus is the Son of God, he died for my sins and I accept that and I attest that as my testimony. Mm. That to me is, if we're going to strip everything back, if we're going to just peel back all the, fa- you know, everything, ultimately the birth of Christ means we have eternal life we have a relationship with god here on this earth and when our time on earth ends we continue to have a a relationship and a presence and we have that with god Mm. i don't want to be the guy that gives predictable bible passages as well but i think we can 
look at this particular verse I'm going to share and kind of just glaze over it because it's one of those verses in Sunday school <laughs> goes back to kind of our last season, but also in in life, John 3, 16. And I think we just read it or hear it and it just becomes a bit of a memory verse and we don't actually focus on what it means. I'm going to read it, which, yeah, so John 3, 16, I think it's 17 as well, I might read. Um, in the message paraphrase, it says this. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why. So that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. Mm -hmm. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. Mm -hmm. He came to help, to put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust him has long since been under the death sentence without knowing it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one of a kind son of God when introduced to him. And I think we, like I say, I think we can read that verse and like I say, it becomes a memory verse. But all I can think of when I hear this is just like Beth said, is grace. All I see is I do not deserve Jesus to have been born and to journey through a life that he did to then die for my sins years before I was even born. And like you say, the world is still sinful. People are still horrible to each other. There's hate, there's anger, and there's there's sadness, and there's all sorts of things that I wish there wasn't in this world. But one thing stands firm, and that is the love that God has for the world because he sent Jesus mm. to walk this world and to die for each person even though those people may never, ever understand that and will never, ever give their life to Jesus, Jesus's grace, God's grace, is still there for us all to receive. And I don't know if that kind of adds on to the end of that kind of question, why is Christmas relevant even today? Well, I think Jesus needed to come. God knew after everything with Noah you know, when he sent the floods, he gave the rainbow and says, I will never, ever do that kind of thing again. Instead, he made the sacrifice. He made a sacrificial lamb of sending his son to live a life and to die on a cross, which should have been for me. And mm. to, you know, he gave up his life, his earthly life for me when it should have been me hanging on that cross. I don't know if that kind of makes any sense. But I mean, I've got loads of questions. I don't want to bring the whole thing down. <laughs> been a negative answer it's just a lot I don't understand yet but that's okay to have that kind of you know to have questions about it and because that's what faith is or if you had all the answers you wouldn't have a faith mm. and you wouldn't you wouldn't need God if you had all the answers you wouldn't need him yeah. is my is how I journey through you know everything with my mum and dad to you know, my car accidents, my mum being ill, there's been times where I've gone, why has that happened? Like, if there was a God, why has that happened? And that's healthy to ask those questions and to question God and to question what does it mean? Um, you know, same with this world we live in. Why is But why are people dying and why are people dying of diseases and viruses that have still got all their years of life left? Um, but I think that's a healthy place to be. If you, you know, like I say, if you had all the answers... No fun, is it really? So, is there one particular quote, like big question that you have? I'm still trying to understand what it physically means to die for our sins. I think the pro my problem is that none of this is like tangible enough for my brain. I need to know like 
the practicalities. I need to know the sequence of events and the causalities. Um, and I struggle with like abstract terms or I think you said something earlier, Beth, like Jesus makes the impossible possible or something. And I, things like that don't make any sense in my brain. They don't compute into a meaning, if you see mm. what I mean. Because I'm like, Jesus is not here. What Jesus did was then. What is happening now can't be changed by something that's already happened. If it could happen, it's already happened. <laughs> that probably doesn't make any sense. But that's just how my mind works. Mm. And I really struggle with all these, like, yeah, just all these abstract ways we describe Jesus and his relevance to us. I need hard facts. Yeah. <laughs> I th- There's nothing wrong with that. And I think, like John said, it's really good. And for me, faith is about persistence sometimes. And I think the fact that you're talking about these things, like, maybe that's the next thing to kind of look into and try and find answers to, you mm-hmm. know? I think it's easy to hit a question and then kind of let your brain take over and just go, oh, well, maybe it's all a load of rubbish and that kind of thing. Faith sometimes is about going, no, maybe it is a load of rubbish, but maybe I'm going to look into it first before I dismiss it all. So maybe, you know, the next step when we get a question is to do what we can to look into it. And so many resources out there. We've got the Bible, but we've got commentaries and bible studies that people have written and kind of i find that whenever you hit google up and put in a question of faith someone's probably written an article about it and it helps me kind of begin to unpack it i was looking at one today for something that i was doing um i was just looking into reasons that christians fast so reasons why they decide i'm not going to eat for a day or two whatever and I kind of knew the answer in the back of my head but it really helped to just read it in an article form and it it wasn't that the article gave me the answers to my question necessarily but they helped me think it through a bit more and you know that's just one example but it can really get your brain working and wearing and you know sometimes I feel like years down the line you don't necessarily have the answer to your question but you maybe feel a bit more peace over it or you're just that little bit clearer than you were. Mm. So, yeah, I just think when we get these questions, try and answer them, mm. even if you're not going to achieve it. Yeah, I think there's also, there's bold verses where it says, you know, it's it's not, I don't, I'm completely paraphrasing here, but they are, and I don't know where it is, it's all off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's a Bible verse that sort of says about faith, and it says that it's not an easy, like an easy walk, it's all, it's, you know, it's the windy small path isn't it it's a um, narrow path and there's a picture that i've seen on facebook recently it goes around every year i see it all the time and it's sort of like god's plan um, my plan of my life and it's like a person like a little stick man on a bike and it's like a really smooth like line and then it's like god's plan for my life and it's all like mountains and like all jagged and i've you know, when I've questioned my own belief system, which I do, you know, I have done a lot. Um, you know, I think I always think like that, you know, my own life, I want it to be a smooth kind of like, you know, but it's never going to be that because I think, you know, and I say it a lot and it become, you know, but tests become uh, your testimonies and your mess becomes your message. The things have to happen to shape who you are and what your the plan is for your life. And I think that that always has helped me when I've questioned things and questioned what 
faith is, I look at what's happened and where I am now and kind of going back to what you're saying about or how the kind of Jesus of 2000 years ago is still relevant today. Well, because I can see him working in my life um, and that I know that's my faith, um, but I, I don't know if that helped you, Lucy, but like, yeah, I, I just I see him in those those mountain ranges and I see him in those smooth passes as well. And also just to say that I totally agree that I think Easter is the biggest hurdle for me in terms of my brain working. I don't, like you, I just don't quite get the reasoning of how how any of it kind of works. <laughs> if, it, if, it was, um, if it was some kind of magic trick, say, my brain would just not even begin to be able to fathom the method behind mm. it or something. And that almost, I don't know. That kind of thing makes you think it didn't happen or um, it happened, but in a completely different way to what we think it did. And, you know, you just can't kind of process it. So, yeah, I think I feel like sometimes Christians and people of faith run the danger of transmitting an image that they've got the world worked mm-hmm. out. Or on the other hand, saying, I don't know what's going on, but God works in mysterious mm-hmm. ways and that kind of thing. And it's almost like one or the other. Either you subscribe to everything wholeheartedly and you risk looking really complacent or you look like a kind of clueless person who'll believe anything that they're told. Mm. I think really for me, it's very much in the middle of those two. I question everything and I challenge it. But I also try and keep up that dialogue with Mm. God. And I think although praying is very difficult sometimes and I'm very undisciplined when it comes to that, I don't mind admitting that you know I don't have the kind of habit that I would like to have I do find that when I talk to God I get a connection with him in whatever way that is and I think that often sustains me when I don't have all the answers and I can't work things Mm. out again I I was just I was just gonna almost say that Joe about how for me often I find it's almost like this medium of complete surrender where I'm like yeah trust God I believe in the impossibility of God and then the times where I'm like, that doesn't make sense. How can, you know, how can this happen? How can this be placed? But that's that's because we're human. That's our that's our innate in our nature to question and to have doubts. You know, we aren't supernatural beings, so we can't understand impossibility. We can't understand it, the immeasurability of God's power because we are human. So we can't, so for our tiny, tiny brains, it is just so difficult for us to wrap our head around and it's good to have these questions, but sometimes they they become the the block because we want the answers all the time, and sometimes there isn't there is just isn't going to be an answer, and that's really frustrating. But something when you said Lucy when you were talking about how you struggle to see it tangibly, but I just want to say something to you, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I just want to affirm you affirm in you that you may not see. You know, you may not be able to sequence like the tangibility or connect the dots with that. But I see Jesus in you, in your passion for and your unwavering heart for justice, in your compassion and your deep love to ensure that every man and woman, child is seen and heard in you not ever wanting there to be somebody left out, in you always thinking about every single person in every scenario, that is Jesus in you. Mm. And while you may not be able to connect 
the dots while sometimes you may struggle to to see how it can be tangible and real I experienced it through you I experienced Jesus's love through you you challenged me to be more like Jesus in how you love everybody Mm. and how you want to make sure that everybody is on the same path that is that has changed my life and yes that's you but that's that's how Christ and God formed you to be and through those things you have changed me and you have made and are making me to be a better person and that is I believe God working in your life Mm. I don't see it as any other way and you may not see it, but I see it and I'm impacted on a daily basis. And so are the people in your family. So are the people that you've been friends with throughout your life and that you will be friends with. So are the people that you work with. And so is Joe and mm. John. So I just want to encourage you that while you may not be able to see it necessarily in your head or in yourself, and I am touched and experienced mm. by it. Thank you, Beth. Quite sure what to say. <laughs> That's okay. Sometimes I think mm. we don't need to always say. It's just something I think we don't need to always have the answers, as Joe mm. said. And sometimes we try and tie everything up in a nicely wrapped bow mm. with a little gift tag. And sometimes I think with these questions, you know, if we were sitting in a Bible study like we innate we want this to be, it's okay for there to yeah. just be silence and for us to say, We need more time on this. Yeah. This is not gonna be something we're gonna answer in a 30, 40 minute podcast. This is something that we are going to talk about for the rest of our lives. This is something Mm. we're going to question every day of our lives. This is something we will have multiple conversations. And I hope we always have conversations because it means we're always wanting to get closer to understanding the truth Mm. and understanding our relationship with God. So never be afraid to ask those questions. Never be afraid to have them because they're just getting us closer to understanding and having that relationship with God. Hopefully, as we journey through more seasons of a podcast, we will talk about it more and when we're able to have physical Bible studies, we will have these conversations. When we have our connect groups, we'll talk about this more. When we have personal conversations, we'll talk about this more. When you have time with God, you can talk about this. Mm. This is not something that's ever going to be resolved in one night or ever have a, a definitive answer. But my encouragement to you, Lucy, Joe, John, and even to myself, is that we will always ask these questions. We will always continue and seek to learn more about God and what he means to us. And if you listening want to find somebody to talk to, connect to your nearest Salvation Army, somebody you trust, a leader, a pastor, message any of us. As Joe said, Google it if you're, you know, if you don't feel comfortable messaging anyone personally. Google's a great place with so many different answers and so many different places to explore. But don't be afraid to ask those questions and seek people out who who you think are wise and mature because they can help. They won't give you the answers. I'm not going to promise that, but they can help begin to piece things together and to give you more clarity i think Mm. i think it's a bit cliche but i do think having a christian faith is a bit like being an athlete and running for example and i think prayer and engaging with your faith is like your training if you do it kind of every week every day or even every month and you keep your hand in in that kind of way your faith grows Mm. and gets stronger and you maybe get a bit closer to finding some of the answers Mm. but when you stop it and you stop engaging it you kind of lose touch of it a bit and you almost get out of practice Mm. and where you find connections between those dots maybe some of those connections go and I think as this year we've seen it's become quite easy to lose touch with that discipline that kind of spiritual exercise of connecting with God as maybe we've not been able to go to church or it's been easy to kind of 
miss some of those things that keep up those habits I think it's been a bit of an example of how we need to put effort in as Mm. well so that doesn't mean it needs to be anything difficult even if it's just praying on a regular basis even if we don't necessarily open our bibles Mm. up it's just a really good place to start amen so i think with that we are just about ready to uh wrap up this series wrap up christmas like christmas (laughs) christmas presents and the year christmas presents present present yes i did (laughs) this is going out i didn't say it was a bad Mm. thing i think this is airing new year's eve so happy new year everybody yeah, unless you're not listening on New Year's Eve, in which case, enjoy the yeah, summer. Happy, happy day, whatever you are happy day. listening. <laughs> so that brings to an end our third series, and we hope to be back with you for a fourth. That's subject to many things. For example, are we still Us friends? showing up. Uh... Um, oh, wow. <laughs> do we remember to press record? Can we think of any more ideas for another series? I'm sure we can. We will hopefully get some guests. Can we be bothered? But that's the main thing. Yeah, that's true. And do you want it, Um, Yeah, exactly. Let us know. Do you want it, Beth? Well, that's exactly what I was going to say, Beth. The thing that would encourage us to bother coming back is if we got um, iTunes reviews and ratings and maybe um, the odd like or comment. Or just let us know if you're listening. We would really like that. Just shows us that people are out there somewhere, yeah. and we're not just talking. It's not just us. Into a microphone, I'm finding it quite hard to keep my train of thought going because I'm looking on the computer screen at the Zoom call, and John is making curtains out of his hair. He looks like Westlife in about 1999, and he looks absolutely ridiculous. So it's very distracting. You're welcome. Better than the emo fringe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I knew a mother would love that. So yeah, find us on social media, connect with us, and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, We will let you know on social media when we're coming back and what we're going to be talking about. Until then, I have been Joe. This has been Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) This has been John. See you later, mate. This has been Beth. Bye now. (laughs) <laughs> worst outro ever yeah. it's getting slower as well it's like bye now See. thank you so much for listening <laughs> Merry Christmas, Happy New Year Happy Thanks. Easter, Happy all things Happy 2021 I'm pressing stop